the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. And I'm super excited because I have Dario Escamilla in the house, who's one of the top agents at Weikert Realtor Superior Homes. So Dario, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. So Dario, for those that don't really know you, why don't we uh, take it back to, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe even what you did before real estate. Absolutely. So um, again, my name is Dario Escamilla. I've been in the real estate industry for about five years now. Um, it's, uh, it's been a, a great experience. Uh, before that I was a mortgage originator. Mm. I worked for a bank. I was there for about five years as well. Um, that kind of, uh, gave me an idea of, um, what the real estate industry, what the real estate world kind of had to offer. Right. And, uh, eventually again, made my transition over to the real estate side. Okay, cool. So what, you know, obviously you're in mortgage, which even though they're related, obviously is different from actually, you know, real estate sales. So what made you make the shift from mortgages to real estate? So, um, being, um, that I worked at the bank, I was actually a personal banker before I was a loan originator. Um, I, um, I got introduced to the mortgage side of things, the mortgage lending. And, um, I liked that. I felt like, um, even then, my uh, plan was to become a real estate agent, and I felt like that would be a great option to um, prepare me and uh, learn from the mortgage side of things. Um, I felt like that would only give me a bit of an advantage if I ever did switch over to the real estate side, um, and it did. It, it helped a lot. It um, it allowed me to really have a better understanding for um, an overall process, not just dealing with the real estate side of things, but it uh, allowed me to understand what is needed as a lender and what to... Um, and how to prepare my clients to uh, have a smoother, uh, easier transaction. Cool. So it, so it sounds like it was kind of always in the plans of you being a real estate agent. Now, why didn't you just start off like right off the bat? Let me be a realtor, you know, work in real estate. Why did you start in banking? You know, what? I um, that was partially my plan. And, um, you know, things don't always work out as you as you desire. But um I felt like I was fortunate being that I got the opportunity to, to work at a bank and that, uh, allowed me to transition, um, to eventually the role that I have now. Um, it allowed me to, um, again, learn while still having a job basically. Yeah. Um, uh, it allowed me to learn. It allowed me to prepare myself better for, um, the real estate side of things. So, um, again, the plan wasn't necessarily to, start on the mortgage side and then become a realtor. It mm-hmm. just kind of worked out that way. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it did because, again, I felt like it taught me a lot to prepare me for the real estate side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think having the foundation is really important because otherwise you're going to build, you know, a mess. Exactly. Yeah, so it's good that you had that foundation. So in banking, I'm assuming you probably had like a steady paycheck coming in. Um, and then now in real estate, it's all commission-based, all sales. So like... Did you have any fears to, to make that transition or were you like, no, nah, I already know I'm going to succeed? You know, um, fears, absolutely. You know, they're, they're always there. Um, I feel like as a, as a self-employed individual, it's something that just comes not normal. Um, you know, fears are part of being human, but um, being able to overcome them and to, um, I guess, find it in yourself to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, along with the help of all my mentors and peers. Um, again, it, it was kind of a scary transition in the beginning, but um, it's one of those things where um, I look back and I'm glad I took that dive. Um, I, it worked out for the best. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. And that's kind of how it happened to me. I mean, I but I probably for me I risked a lot because I had a family. Mm-hmm. I had a wife, uh, soon to be newborn. I was first time dad, and I actually quit my job to start you know my firm, Sandoval Taxi PAs, during that moment. So I had a lot at risk. Um, but you know, I kind of just went all in, and I'm, I'm very thankful looking back that I did. But one of the things you said is that you had mentors, right? And that's probably what gave you some assurance. So how, how important is mentorship to you? How, how important was it when you started uh, this transition? You know, I feel like um, in the beginning, um, at least myself, I, uh, you don't really see the, I didn't really see the importance of having a good mentor or somebody to look up to and uh, ask questions. Um, but uh, w- once I started uh, moving forward with my career, I, I realized that, um, in this business, whether you're on the mortgage side or the real estate side, um, if you try to do it all by yourself, you're going to make your life a lot harder. So if you're able to, um, to reach out to other people and uh, ask questions and, and have other people help you, basically um, try to work together with a lot of other people, um, that, um, that's only going to benefit you. It's going to teach you a lot, and um, it's, it's really going to help you find the way and find what you need to keep moving forward yeah part of it but yeah yeah 100 percent. now you mentioned that you didn't really know how important it was though until later mm-hmm. so like how did you come across that breakthrough so um nowadays you know when it comes to social media um whether it be instagram youtube um you you start to um at least for myself i started to kind of venture into uh all those uh business pages and uh people that are out there doing the same thing that i'm doing and um, I started seeing what was working for them. And um, I started realizing that um, what, what worked for them is basically having a team and having uh, uh, people around them that are going to help them, that are going to support them and help them move forward. So um, it was one of those uh, learning lessons, I guess. Um, you, as a entrepreneur, being self-employed, you kind of take that leap of faith and then uh, you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. Um and um, that's kind of what happened with that as well. Okay. So did you obviously saw that teams were important, right? Uh, and people that were having success had teams. So did you reach out to a mentor that helped you build your team? Or, or what happened during that, that kind of moment in time? So um, what, what I realized was basically that um, in order for me to grow my business and to learn what I need to know, um, I have to, again, reach out to other people. Um, and I um, can't think of the word, but... Um, um, what is it? Uh, interact with other people. I can't think of the word. Um, um, anyways, you, you have to reach out to other people and try to expand your, your, your knowledge as much as you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously having mentors is super important. Like for me, it was one of the most probably important things in my business because, there's a saying that says you don't know what you don't know. And it's like other you're going to basically kind of learn the hard way, right? It's like you, if you try to figure it out yourself, it's like you can learn from someone who's already done it mm-hmm. and it could shortcut your path to success. And, that, and that's what, for me, you know, I was able to build a, you know, multi-million dollar accounting firm because I invested into mentors, into mentorship 
into coaches and it just allowed me to basically um really achieve financial freedom which i think that's really what a lot of people are working towards it's like you know to be able to build something that's bigger than themselves absolutely and i think that's what you know mentorship allowed me to do so tell me a little bit about like if someone obviously you know you're doing pretty well in real estate like if someone uh wants to work with you um you know how is your experience you know different from anybody else's um so when it comes to um my clients uh what I try to do is if somebody reaches out to me, if their goal is either to sell a property or purchase a property, um, I, I basically, uh, again, if someone's looking to buy a home, for example, um, I my goal is their goal. My goal is to try to do whatever I can in my power um, to reach their or their goal or what they're trying to do. Um, so really, it's just a matter of uh, sitting down with my clients, figuring out what they're uh, intentions are, um, why they're looking to sell, why they're looking to buy. Um, and, uh, after that, trying to put together an action plan, um, that works for them to, uh, reach their goal. Right. Yeah. I think that's super important. It's kind of like, well, how, how can you be of service? Right. And it's having that service mindset of, well, what is it that we're trying to achieve and how can we help you get there? Exactly. Right. Whether it's buying a house whether it's selling your house or in my case, uh, how can we help you pay less taxes or how can we help um, get you financial statements, right? It, it's always comes down to what is it that you're trying to achieve and how can I be of service to help you get there? Cause I have the expertise to basically facilitate that. Exactly. So um, <clears throat> once you kind of work with someone, um, do they work with you throughout the whole process or kind of like, or kind of explain to me after you find out their goals, like what's next. So, yeah, um, what I do is, um, once I meet with my clients and we establish what the goal in mind is, um, my, my, I'm here to help them throughout the whole purchase process or throughout the wholesale process. Um, I, I want to make sure that my clients are aware that I'm their number one point of contact, even if it's, a, a financing question, uh, whatever it may be, I want them to feel comfortable and reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, uh, purchasing a home, is uh it's one of the biggest transactions probably anybody does in their lifetime right so um with that comes a lot of um fears as a buyer Mm -hmm. and again my job is to basically make it as stress-free as possible Mm -hmm. um and um explain to them every single step along the way cool yeah it's interesting that like uh it even goes back to fear right like fear of being a realtor uh fear of buying a house right there's always these fears and how do we over overcome them and for me, buying a house has always been, I've never lost and in, in buying a house in real estate because, you know, and that doesn't always happen, but usually goes up in value. So I've always been able to sell that property and cash in on my equity. And as long as I can afford the mortgage payment, you know, I've been, yes. I've come out a winner. Um, so I, I love real estate for that reason. Um, now, obviously the market's changing though with, uh, you know, interest rates rising, um, the federal government trying to basically kind of slow down inflation by basically incre- increasing the interest rate. So has that impacted your business? And if so, how? You know what? Um, to a certain extent, uh, when rates go up, how they have in the past few weeks, um, it, it does affect uh, some buyers. Um, it uh, basically lowers their qualifying amount. Um, it reduces their their options as far as uh, what they're looking to purchase. Um so, so it can affect 
some buyers. Um, but at the same time, uh, the type of market that we had, uh, let's say a year ago, it was such a hot market. Rates were so low. Um, there was such a huge buyer demand that um, you, uh, as an agent, you uh, you were seeing offers come in that uh, were completely out of the normal. Um, not a traditional real estate market. Uh, people were really um, going above and beyond to try to get their offer accepted. So with these rates going up, it um, it kind of eliminated um, a lot of people from the market, uh, a lot of buyers, um, to the point where it's, um, to a certain extent, it's um, kind of balancing out a bit more. Mm -hmm. It's uh, becoming a bit more normalized. Um, and... Um, you still have a lot of people that are well qualified. Um, just instead of having 16 offers on one home, now you might have eight offers, mm. which is still great. Mm -hmm. um, so on that sense, it has uh, changed our business to a certain extent. But um, I feel like um, ultimately by the market normalizing, it's only going to be a good thing. Gotcha. Now, would you say it's still a seller's market? Because obviously, like during that time where... People were making offers above and beyond the purchase price and like all these crazy offers. Like mm -hmm. I kind of took advantage of that and I sold uh, one of my rental properties for like, I had it for five years and the equity went up like over $135,000 in just five years. So I cashed in on that. But, you know, obviously now it's starting to normalize, but you said there's still like eight offers. I mean, that's still pretty good. So would you say it's still more of a seller's market or is it more of a buyer's market now? It's um it's still a seller's market, I would say. Um, to give you an example, um, a few months back, or let's say maybe about eight months back, um, homes were just flying off the shelves. Um, you would have a mark a, a property on the market for about uh, if it was a nice desirable home, you'd have it on the market for just a few days before an offer got accepted. Uh, now homes are starting to sit a little bit longer. Mm. Um, the buyer demand is still strong. It's just not as strong as it was a few months back. Gotcha. So it, it's still a seller's market, but there's definitely a shift uh, in the market. Mm. Um, and it looks like, um, it, again, it's moving towards, uh, again, it's still too early to say it'll be a buyer's market in the near future. Mm. But it's um, it's moving away from where it was a few months back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, some uh, some advisors that, you know, kind of follow the markets and specifically the real estate market, they say that, there could be potentially a crash coming, um, which there was the last time there was a big crash was back in 08. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I was only like, I can't remember, maybe 18, 19 years old, uh, maybe a little bit older, 20, probably. But I didn't I saw it kind of as a scary time. Mm -hmm. But now if there is a crash, I, I'm kind of excited because like, it's going to turn into a buyer's market, meaning everything's going to be on sale. Exactly. Everything's going to be super dirt cheap. So I, I plan to acquire as much property as possible if that happens. But do you, first of all, do you see a crash even happening or, or you don't think that's going to happen? You know, what? Um, in the past few weeks, you've, uh, I've been starting to hear a lot, a lot more. Um, I, I personally feel it's still too early to tell. Um, again, there is a shift in the market, but it's, um, it's too early to say it's going to be a buyer's market in a few months. Um, I think for that to happen, we really need to wait at least six months to have a better understanding of where we'll be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if uh, if the market does crash, it's um, how you mentioned, it's um, to a certain extent, everything's on sale. Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're looking to purchase, if you're looking to buy, it's probably one of the best things that could happen for you as a buyer. Mm -hmm. um, 
I it's it's uh, a lot. You hear a lot of uncertainty from um, uh, the news or the media, and um, again, I, I see it as a potential opportunity mm-hmm. uh, in the market. Uh, if you're looking again, if you're looking to invest, if you're looking to buy, um, it, it's only going to help you. Yeah. Now, if someone is like thinking of buying, right, and some of these economists are saying that it could potentially happen would you recommend that they wait to see if that happens or just say no let's go ahead and buy now you know i i feel that um you know there's a saying that goes um the the best time to buy was five years ago and the second best time to buy is now Mm. i feel like ultimately if uh if your goal is to buy a home and you're ready and willing and um, you qualify for this purchase um that is the right time to buy Mm -hmm. um like you mentioned earlier, it's um, it, you never know what's going to happen in the future. Yep. But um, chances are, what we've seen in the last hundred years, we've only had about twenty five percent of a down market. Seventy five percent of that has been uh, property values have been going up. Mm-hmm. So um, chances are that they'll continue to rise, mm-hmm. um, especially with the um, amount of housing or, or the lack of housing that we have. Right. Um, I, I only see them rising. Um. So again, if you buy something now, if you qualify for something now, um, chances are that 10 years from now, you're going to have a gain in equity mm-hmm. and um, better to buy something now than 10 years from now when it's more expensive. Right. Yeah, 100%. I think that uh, that's some people try to time the market, but there's really no way of timing it because you don't really know what's going to happen, right? You can kind of follow trends and but what if it actually doesn't? What if it doesn't? Exactly. What if it actually gets more expensive and you look back and like, oh man, I should have bought. Yeah. So it's always to me, it's always like, hey, if you fall, if you find the property that is has your name on it and you know it should be yours, like, go ahead and buy it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, we've uh, again, we've been hearing this market crash, talks of this market crash more now, but um, really, buyers have been hoping for a market crash for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened. Right. So, um, again, if you're ready to buy, um, I would say, and if that's your goal, I would say buy uh, and then wait rather than waiting to buy. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, Now, one of the things that's pretty interesting um, regarding this, too, is that, you know, you can never really time the market. Um, But, you know, I've always like Warren Buffett always said, like, hey, when he buys stocks, for example, he always buys a stock when he likes the company and he's he always says like i'm gonna buy the company i'm never gonna time time the market because i don't i never know if it's gonna go up and down and he's one of the wealthiest um you know real or stock investors in the whole world yes so i would recommend you know people do the same thing for real estate as well now but one of the things you mentioned is a lack of basically housing yes right and i actually have seen that like here in bakersfield for example there's so much construction and there's probably not enough construction even to keep up with the, you know, the, the demand for housing. So are you seeing that all across the board as well? Or Yeah, pretty much um, all across the board. Uh, here in Kern County, um, we actually see more construction than in other counties. Um, so Kern County is kind of fortunate on that aspect. But even then, uh, as a whole, when you look at uh, the state or even the country, mm-hmm. um, there is a huge lack uh, of housing. Mm-hmm. Um we are about close to 11 million uh, homes behind from what is needed. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, 
the president had proposed to uh to build uh 500,000 homes um within the next few years mm. but even then that's just a fraction of what is needed wow so, um it's um it's something that we're seeing basically throughout the whole country wow that's pretty crazy and what's interesting is like you can only build so much like you said in Kern county there's actually construction being built but like in certain other areas there's no more land to be exactly. built on it's like the house you know there's no more space so you know obviously there's there's a limited amount of real estate or a limited amount of housing that can can even be built exactly um now there is a you know obviously there is there was a lot you know huge baby boomers right back in the back in i can't remember the 60s or probably mm -hmm. whatever it was and now you know it seems like at least from what i've seen let less people are having less kids than they were back then Right. So the population probably is going to kind of normalize, I guess you could say as well, which might stabilize the real estate economy. But um, obviously, 11 million homes is, is going to take a while. It's going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Now, um, so if someone, you know, is interested, you know, in real estate, um, what is probably like your kind of recommendation if someone wants to buy or sell? Like, do you recommend that? Like, how do they even start? So um, w what I suggest is a, is a first step uh, if you're looking to purchase uh, a home. Mm -hmm. um, the first step would be to, to sit down with a professional like myself. Um, it, it's, a, it's a matter of uh, coming up with a plan and figuring out what your goals are. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a, a home where, that you want to live in, if it's a home that you want to invest in and rent out, um, or whatever it may be, um, that first step is to sit down and uh, come up with a plan. Um, you want to process a pre-qualification. Mm -hmm. uh, the pre-qualification is going to let you know what your financing options are. Mm -hmm. um, it, it gives us the answers to a lot of important questions. Uh, it lets us know how much of a down payment you'll need, what interest rate they could offer you, um, how much you'll need for closing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it gives us the answers, again, to a lot of important questions. Uh, once that's completed, that, again, um, allows that also lets us know what your buying power is. Mm -hmm. And based off of that information, we then start looking for homes that have what you're looking for within that price range. Mm -hmm. um, so again, th the first step is basically to, to meet with me, process a pre-qualification mm -hmm. and uh, that'll determine what your financing options are. Cool. Sounds good. Now, if you're looking to sell, um, is that process, how's that process different? It's um, the difference is that um, again, if you're looking to sell, uh, and not replace the property, mm -hmm. then um, it's a matter of um, doing some research on the home, um, figuring out what the value of the home is uh, to then uh, list the property for the proper market value. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were looking to sell a home to then replace it and purchase or upgrade, mm -hmm. um, then you still want to not only do the pre-qualification, but again, do the uh, find out more about the home that you're looking to sell. Um, we take all that information, put it together, and come up with a plan, a customized plan for your goals. Cool. Sounds good. Now, obviously, there's so much, so many realtors out there and, like, the real estate. I mean, it seems like everyone is a, you know, is a realtor nowadays. Um, so how does someone, yeah. like, you know, how do you differentiate yourself from the market? Obviously, you have some mortgage experience. Um, so come and tell me a little bit about, like, how you're unique and, you know, compared to other, every other real estate agent. So, you know, in, um, in the real estate industry, um, sometimes you hear um, some negative feedback to where, oh, realtors are just salesmen. They're just wanting to do this, uh, whatever is in their best interest. And um, 
I, what I try to do is I, I try to let my clients know that um, my goal is to uh, accomplish their goal. Um, there's a lot of uh, people or salesmen that um, they try to convince you why you should purchase this or move forward with this. And that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to convince anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm simply here to assist you with whatever your goals may be mm -hmm. um, and to make your process as smooth and as easy as possible. Um, I feel that um, the knowledge that I've gained uh, in my time in mortgage um, has helped me a lot. It allows me to provide a bit more to my clients um, and also just the team that I have around me. Um, you know, my broker, he's been in the industry for about 30 years now. Wow. Um, we have um, a pretty good team. Uh, they have a lot of experience as well. Mm -hmm. um, we try to work together to um, if one of us has a question or needs an answer to whatever it may be. Um, we always try to help each other. So I also feel that having that team, um, allows you to provide better service to your clients. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, I think the more resources you have, the more powerful you are as a service provider. Absolutely. Um, so tell me about, you know, we talked about this a little bit before the show, you know, um, you know, you're basically your broker. I think you said is your older brother. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and he's been in the business for 30 years. So, Tell me a little bit about that experience, because first of all, I mean, working with a family member, you know, they always say don't work with your family um, because, you know, there could be conflicts and stuff. So how has that experience been? You know, what? Um, you you do hear that from time to time. But um, I've been very fortunate that uh, uh, while I've been there, um, he's been very supportive. Um, we, we try to uh, keep when we're at the office, we try to keep it as professional as we can, um, you know, uh, we're at the office we're there for work we're there for business and um i think that's uh what allows um our partnership to work out as well as it does um but really i i can't complain uh you know it's it's been great um my broker and my team has been very supportive um i've learned a lot while i've been there mm -hmm. um i i can only say nothing but good things okay Cool. Yeah, I think that's important, like having, you know, knowing which hat to put on, right? Exactly. So if you're in the office, it's like, hey, we're here for business. Um, even though we're brothers, this is business. Exactly. And then once we're at a family gathering, obviously, it's it's a different environment. It is. You know, there's there's a time and place for everything. Right. And, um, you know, as long as you're able to remember that and put on your work hat when you're at work, then you'll be fine. Cool. So, um you know, what kind of obviously inspired you to be, because the, the, your brokerage is Weicker Realtor Superior Home. So why did you choose that brokerage? Obviously, your brother probably was a big influence, but uh, you mentioned that there was a lot of resources as well. So kind of explain, um, you know, what those resources are. How are you guys different? So, um, again, uh, one of the big uh, uh, factors was, again, my brother being the broker that uh, that uh, kind of introduced me to, to the real estate side of things. Um, but um, not only that, again, the Weikert, they offer, uh, like I said, a lot of tools. Um, they offer a lot of support. They offer a lot of training. Um, and all this is provided, um, for the most part, at no cost to our agents. Mm. Um, it's uh, things that uh, a lot of other brokerages charge for. Um, so I feel that um, when it comes to developing agents and developing a team, um, being able to provide as much as possible uh, training, uh, resources, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. um, that, that has a huge value, um, and putting together a great team. Awesome. Cool. Now, as far as, you know, 
you specifically are like how does your team like work do you have um, like what kind of assistance do you have and how do you work with them and how does it make you become a better service provider so um to give you a little bit of a uh, insight um if we uh for example if we're working on a file if we have somebody in escrow mm-hmm. um we have um, a transaction coordinator that handles uh, all the paperwork for the file um if it's uh example somebody that uh we're just starting to show homes to um Again, we have a, a, a team that um, we can, um, we have people designated for showings um, that are always there and available uh, to help the client to show them property if need be. Mm. Um, so we we try to make the process as, mo- as smooth and as easy as possible for the clients. Um, again, this uh, purchasing a home or, or a real estate transaction, um, there's a lot of... Um, as a client, there's a lot of things that um, they don't know. Right. So again, our job is to explain everything to them and uh, keep them in the loop and, uh, again, make the transaction as smooth as possible for them. Cool, man. Now, if someone uh, wants to be, like, a, a realtor, I mean, would you recommend, like, let's say, because you were in mortgage and you went from being in a mortgage to become a, you know, real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend that? you know, people do follow the same path as you or like, what are some of the benefits, you know, versus maybe the disadvantages of being in real estate? You know, it's, um, I feel like ultimately, uh, there's not a one size fits all for everyone when it comes to the, the path that mm-hmm. they have to or should take. Um, I feel like that's what worked out best for me. Um, although a lot of times, uh, normally when you're, um, in the real estate industry, you actually, there's more people that start on the real estate side of things uh, and then move on to mortgage. Mm. Um, so I kind of did it backwards. Mm. Um, but again, ultimately, it's, uh, I think the most important thing is uh, if you want to become a real estate agent, um, you have to find a team that, uh, that is willing to support you and provide as much training as possible. Right. Um, I, I think that is the most important thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think without any support, it's you're gonna you're pretty much walking blind. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like you're you're kind of trying to figure it out yourself, and then you're just spinning your wheels. I mean, um, and that's why I think mentorship is really important too, because they put they've been there through that you know that situation, and instead of trying to Google it or YouTube it or you know research it, it's like you can just ask your mentor. You know, one uh, one quote I heard a while ago and. It's very simple, but it stuck to me a lot. Um, it's uh, it takes twenty years to get twenty years of experience, and there's no other way around it. Like if you want twenty years of experience, you have to put in time. Yep. And uh, again, um, finding a mentor or somebody that has that experience uh, that has been through what you're going through now um, is key to to your success. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Because you know. The nothing beats experience at the end of the day. It's like someone who has the experience, they've been through, you know, probably market shifts. Yes. They've been through, you know, buyer's market, seller's markets, interest rates rising, interest rates decreasing. Um, and so when that time comes, you, they know how to handle that situation or how to pivot for that specific market, right? Exactly, exactly. Otherwise, I think that's probably when, like, for example, back in 08, when there was a big real estate crash, that's when a lot of realtors left the real estate industry and went into becoming, they just got regular jobs. Exactly. 
because they didn't have that support or someone that they could like, Hey, this is how we're going to pivot. This is how we're going to make money. Even in this downshift, regardless, you know, the fact that we're in a recession, like we can still make money. But if you don't have that support system, when that market shifts or whenever there's a downturn or recession, you're like, Oh, this real estate is probably not for me. Exactly. You know, if, if you don't have the support, um, and what you're doing to get deals no longer works, if there is a market shift, then, um, again, you have to adjust to those times. And, uh, again, having that support, having good training, having a, a good brokerage to, uh, to help you throughout that transition, mm-hmm. um, is going to help in your success. Um, again, I think that's, um, very important. Yep. Very important. Yeah. hundred percent. Now there's so many things to real estate as well. There's like, um, obviously buying and selling, uh, for your own, for yourself, but there's also, you know, real estate investing and there's also real estate appraisers. Um, there's also people who wholesale people who flip properties. Um, so there's like so much, you know, opportunity in real estate. So, um, you know, where has your focus been and do you plan on, on venturing out or what kind of like, where are you right now? So, um, right now my focus is, um, uh, residential real estate. Um, whether uh, it's helping buyers, sellers, investors, um, that is my main focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right, you know, one of the beautiful things about real estate is um, that there is a, a lot of avenues to this industry. Um, you don't have to be just a real estate agent. You could be an investor. You could be a wholesaler, how you said, um, find deals for other investors. Um, basically, just be the middleman and, um, and allow or help them in that way. Um, so it's... a uh, Again, real estate is a is, is a great option. It's definitely something I would suggest to uh, to look into. Again, mm-hmm. not necessarily just as an agent, but uh, all the other options that it offers. Um, there's a there's a lot of opportunity in real estate. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And <clears throat> so your focus has been in kind of the residential for now, um, and that's kind of been your bread and butter. Correct. Um, and so uh, and then having the support system has helped you kind of you know grow as well. So, uh, where do you kind of see yourself like, you know, three to five years, where, where do you kind of see yourself, um, in the, in the future? You know, um, my, uh, my goal is, uh, is to continue helping my community. Um, uh, obviously the plan is to grow the business, um, be able to provide, uh, more to our clients. Um, and, uh, again, our, our main goal is, uh, to, uh, continue moving forward, continue moving forward, uh, grow our business and, um, reach and help as many clients as possible cool awesome yeah i think that again having that service mindset is was kind of like it's it's going to help you basically continue to prosper regardless of the market because um you're again when you said in the beginning it's like what are your goals right and how can i help you and really just putting yourself in your client's shoes um i think that's really important because like you said there might be other real estate people who are just you know, have their own kind of interest in mind right. as opposed to like, Hey, how can I help you? How can I be of service? And how can I actually make, help you reach your goals? Right. And I think that's, what's going to, um, going to help real estate agents during this time, whether it's, whether there is a crash or whether there isn't, if you ha- always provide value, you're going to be able to succeed. Absolutely. And, and really that's what's, um, what the way I've, I've, I've approached my business from the beginning. Um, again, my, my, goal is to uh help reach my client's goal um so i feel by providing as much service and value as possible 
um, that alone is what differentiates um, uh, one agent from the other. Because um, how you said, there's there's a lot of agents in the industry, um, and and really um, they all, for the most part, provide the same services. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of um, who could provide them the better, right? Um, who who is offering the most value, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because it's like at the end of the day, it's like you know, how are you different from just a real estate agent next door? And you got to be able to basically differentiate yourself by providing more value um, and really putting yourself, you know, in your client's shoes. So that's awesome. So, Dari, if anybody wants to either help, you know, they want to buy a house or sell a house, they can reach you at escamilla.realty. Uh, also on Facebook under Dario Escamilla. Um, so any final words, you know, our listeners regarding kind of the real estate market or just your services in general? Well, you know, um, like I mentioned um uh, I'm here to help my community. Um, if, uh, if any real estate questions arise, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm for the most part, always available. Um, uh, any questions you could uh, contact me direct. Uh, my cell phone number is 805-607-0677. Um, you could also reach me, uh, through my email at Dario at wrsuperiorhomes.com. Um, and, uh, again, any questions, anything real estate related, please do not hesitate to reach out. Cool, man, Dario. So thanks for being on the show and uh, you've been a great uh, insight into the real estate market. So uh, thanks again for being on the show and uh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.